Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's episode, we are joined by Carrie, and she is the owner of Disruptive Nutrition and the host of Diet Disruptors podcast. So if you have an idea of what this topic's about, it's all about disrupting what you know about nutrition. She is a behavior specialist, and so I absolutely love her approach on nutrition and on getting new habits. And so today's conversation, we're talking about how to go from a resolution into actually making it your reality. How can you go from wanting to make a change to actually implementing it and then living it? And she has a great blueprint, which we'll get into. But also, if you haven't noticed, this is one of my longest podcast episodes I've ever done. Usually, they're around 20 to 30 minutes. This one's 45 because we're having such a great conversation. I was enjoying it, and I know that you're going to get so much out of it that we just we kept going. So, with that, I hope that you love today's episode. And if you do, be sure to leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. You can now rate podcasts too. So please leave a five-star review if you loved it. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best Podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Carrie. Since taking hold of her own health and wellness almost a decade ago, she realized how many people needed a simple, effective, and affordable way to reach their goals without dieting. As a behavior specialist, as well as a certified nutrition and life coach, Carrie and her team support women by teaching them about sustainable nutritional concepts. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Hi, thanks. Yeah, I'm super, super excited to be here, especially at this time of the year. Yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, it's the new year. It's a fresh start. So a lot of people are thinking more about their eating habits and health and all of that right now. Um, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about your background and how you became, you know, this diet disruptor as your podcast is. Yes, I love being a diet disruptor. And that's what all of our followers are called because I was a dieter like so many women because we all were taught, I mean, from forever, I guess that you have to just eat less 
and that the weight on the scale dictates your value and how much you weigh really matters. And in order to weigh a small amount, in order to have a skinny, blissful life, you have to just not eat. You have to not have carbs. You have to count your calories. You have to do all this work. And so that's kind of what I did. Now, I will say back when I was younger, I didn't ever really diet. I was small. Um, I do remember my mom always having a different meal than us, having diet Coke and we had to have water, but she was always on a diet. I was a college athlete. So, you know, I think, you know, when you're young and you have a high metabolism and you're working out in a college level athletics for six days a week, you don't think about it. My senior year, I stopped my sport. And I remember the day that I was at my college job and I couldn't eat the pizza that we had all ordered. Pizza it was is a theme of issue in my life. And I remember just feeling like I can't eat it because I knew if I ate it, I would get fat. I would gain weight. And that just sparked a series of years where I had considerable issues with food, my relationship with my body and eating disorder and all of that. And then I got pregnant and gained a whole lot of weight, but it was the first time I felt like it was okay, right? Because I was pregnant and then I couldn't lose it and uh, tried, did all the diets, would lose it and then gain it back and then lose it. And anytime you see pictures of me, most of the time it was when I was feeling like I was valuable enough to take the picture. And so uh, fast forward to when my girls were, I had two girls then, they were about five and six years old and we were having our family Friday pizza night. And I was ordering, again, the pizza comes up. I was ordering the salad with no dressing because that's what I always ate on family pizza night. And I remember one of my girls said to the other one, mom doesn't eat the pizza because it's got too many calories. And I thought, oh my gosh, yes, that (laughs) is what I did not want to be doing to my children. And so I remember just, I I remember looking at myself in in the glass of the kitchen cabinet, feeling gross, looking gross, but acting gross. And I was like, this isn't the person I want to be. This is not the mother I want to be. So I joined a gym the way everybody, you know, does something that's like, I'm going to get a Peloton. I'm going to drink more water. And I went and joined a gym and I worked out for a year. I did. It was an amazing gym and he's still my trainer today. But what I didn't know was that 80% of it was nutrition and I had no idea how to eat. All I knew was that I had to restrict and restrict and restrict. And so a year into the gym, I hadn't lost any weight at all. In fact, I had gained more weight and I was a little stronger, but I had no energy. And then this guy comes to the gym and he just starts talking about food being fuel and how he actually asked us this question. He said, what do you think is is more correct, eating an apple or pizza with chicken? Again, pizza comes up. And I was like, well, why are you asking that question? And he started really kind of getting my wheels turning and introduced me to the concept of the fact that when we restrict, when we deprive, when we diet, we're actually doing the opposite to our bodies. And so a pizza with chicken, while it's not healthier, is actually more correct. And the whole concept is around blood sugar stabilization, which is never something you hear in the diet world. You 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 get thrown down a rabbit hole and being sold snake oil around the fact that we have to do all this work to be skinny. And I have, I mean, I come across hundreds of women every single week that have tried all the diets and they weigh more than they did when they started the diets. And if that's anybody's story, I can relate, but I always say like, we keep doing the same things over and over again. 
every single diet is essentially the same thing. It's actually deprivation. If you are depriving calories, you're depriving a macronutrient like a carb or fat. If you are counting calories, fasting, all fasting is, is reducing calories, right? And so any of those things are depriving us and we're a refuel as you go machine. And when I started realizing that and started learning, I mean, within seven days in the gym, people were like, what are you doing? Seven days of balancing my blood sugar, literally giving my body what it needed. I was like, I got to teach this. And that was almost 10 years ago. And I now have a 15 and 16 year old girl who girls who are so much more well-balanced than I was. They understand food. They understand their value. Their mindsets are stronger. And that's all because I took care of myself and figured it out. Yeah. I love that. And I can relate to your story so much too you know, this idea of like, okay, I'm doing something different this time, right? When you stopped saying, okay, I'm not going to restrict all these calories, but I'm going to like go to the gym. I haven't joined the gym yet. It looks like you're doing something different, but it still leads you back to that same thing of it's restriction. Everything. If you can't do it, there's, there's three questions. I always, I always ask, right. I always tell women to ask one, is it based in science is what you're doing based in science and every diet really is, but they are, it is absolutely designed to allow you to lose a little bit of a body weight, very, very little. It's literally your body kind of going into a bit of starvation mode and then realizing what you're doing and holding on to all the food because it's trying to be your best friend. We think our body's like our enemy, but it's just trying to protect us. It's, it's literally storing fat like a squirrel stores nuts in the winter because it doesn't know when it's going to get it again. That's what we're doing to our bodies. And so anytime we think we have to work out, you know, burn more calories than we, than we um, eat, right? Like that's an equation. Like we are a checkbook and, and it's like debits and, and, and credits. And that's not how our body functions. And every single diet that forces you to restrict, yes, is based in science, but is actually going to every single time slow down your metabolism, screw up your hormones and make you gain more weight, as well as give you more sugar cravings, brain fog, less energy. And we just think it's life. We just think it's chaos. And it's actually the fact that we're not fueling ourselves correctly. So one, is it based in science? Two, would you let your kids do it? If you wouldn't let your kids do what you're doing, why are you doing it? Not only because A, we're all humans, whether they're children or adults, but B, what are we teaching our kids? Because I inadvertently was teaching my kids the same thing my mom taught me and I didn't even know it. I had no self-awareness about it. And then three, can you do it for the rest of your life? Think about the relationship you have with anybody else, any person in your life. You also have to have a relationship with yourself. And a relationship is based on trust, whether you're married, dating, have a sibling or a friend. If you don't have trust, that relationship doesn't exist. And trust comes with positive interactions consistently over time. You don't build trust really quickly, right? You don't marry the guy on the first date. You got to make sure that there's positive interactions consistently over time. And that's what our bodies want from us. Consistency, not perfection consistency. And if we keep doing all these different things, no carbs, low fat, I'm fasting, I'm, I'm working out, but I'm not feeling my body correct. I'm going to just do all this stuff. Your body's like, whoa, and it doesn't trust you. So because it doesn't trust you, it's going to do all sorts of things in response that you don't want, but it's trying to be your best friend and, 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 and protect you. So I always say, if you can't do it for the rest of your life, don't do it. Don't go do keto just because you want to go fit into a dress. You're screwing up your body 
every single step of the way, what you want to do. And I would love women in their thirties to come to me, but unfortunately most of them are in their fifties where they've gone around the mountain so many decades that it gets much, much harder the longer we do it. But my goodness, if we could be doing this from an earlier age, getting our metabolism boosted, keeping our hormones in check, what a different life we could live. I I always say we were not put on this earth to find the right diet. And yet we spend hours and so much of our life obsessing about our body, food and dieting. And yet if we could figure out a approach that we can do forever and it's simple and you don't have to track anything, imagine what you can do with the capacity and the cognitive load that no longer exists because you're counting calories, right? Yeah. That's so funny that you said, you know, you're not put on this earth in order to find the diet that works for you because that almost just like pops in my head. Like people approach dieting almost how they approach dating. Like they keep testing out different ones, like hoping that they find the right one. It's like, no, this isn't like someone you're trying to marry. (laughs) I actually say to women, all right, do you have one more, one more first date in you? Because it's the last first date. I remember my, the last first date I was on, right? was with my husband. I'm like, do you have it in you for the last first date with another quote unquote diet? But I don't call it a diet. We're diet disruptors. But uh, the last first date with the, or the last first date with any nutritional approach, right? So it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. No. And back to your question number one, too, you know, like, is this based in science? And you mentioned how all diets have a little bit of science in them, but you're right. Like we don't, learn a diet and learn about our blood sugars. We just learn different rules. And so we almost like don't learn the science. And so I'm interested to learn more about your background too, because you didn't come into this being a nutritionist. You came into this by being a behavior specialist. So how do you think that kind of affects how you coach people and how you approach health and fitness? Yeah. So it's really interesting. I'm an educator. I was a special educator and a behavior specialist for more than 20 years. And when I learned this approach, I was like, I have teachers to people. Oh my gosh, because I'm a teacher and that's what I do. So for years, I was like, I actually ended up working alongside my original coach, the one that talked to me about pizza, uh, pizza with chicken and um, just sort of allowed him to mentor me so I could just learn more. And all I wanted to do was teach people. And I loved my job. So I just did this on the side. But what I realized was if I just taught people how to eat, it wasn't enough, right? How many times do we think we know what to do? We just don't do it, Right. Our thoughts and our beliefs dictate our actions. So if we ever find ourselves wishing we could just have more motivation or wishing we could, we know what to do, but we don't do it. There's a whole behavioral science around that. Behavioral change, the way that I used to work with kids is exactly what us as adults need. We rely on motivation. And at the beginning of the year, what do we do? I am going to get myself in order. I'm going to actually make my resolution stick this year. And then by January, you know, six, we're, we're like, I, I can't do this. Life is crazy. I can't. And if we don't actually learn how to understand our habits, how to recognize that motivation is not a strategy and have actual strategies that allow us to be able to do what we need to do, even when we don't want to, even when we're not motivated, when we understand why we have certain behaviors we have, what triggers those behaviors and more self-awareness about what we're doing and why we're doing it, that's a game changer. So I, for years, would teach women how to eat and they loved it for a little while. And then their motivation would wean or life would step in and get chaotic and they would quote unquote, fall off the wagon. 
And still to this day, I'll have women from all those years ago say, that was always the best thing that I, nothing ever worked like that. But then they kept going around the mountain. Right. And I think it was one of two things. One, I didn't teach the science as well as I needed to, but two, I didn't apply my own knowledge of behavior change to them. So when I started doing that, when I started putting together my 20 years of educational experience and behavioral knowledge alongside knowing how to teach, I, I was a special ed teacher. I knew I had to teach hard concepts to kids that needed it broken down in a way that was simple. And so I do that along with being able to literally show women what they need to do. But I do it in a way, I call it the gradual release model, right? I want women to learn how to fish. So in the beginning, we're really, really uh, thoughtful about me as the expert in teaching, but gradually little bits, little bits, little bits, women have to start to kind of let us know how they're doing these things and being able to do it more and more on their own. And so by the time they finish working with us, they can literally eat in any situation, anywhere, on vacation, at any time, and teach it. And so that, to me, is how I was able to bring in being an educator with a nutrition coach. And I think it's what makes us a little uniquely uniquely qualified to help women to do this forever. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, you said that you're a college athlete. I'm a college athlete or was a college athlete. And so I think that's, you know, the way that we're used to kind of learning things too, right? Like you start off with the coach telling you a hundred percent of what to do, and then you start learning it for yourself. And then, you know, they let off the responsibility. And so it's so interesting to hear that you can also approach your nutrition this way. Like it can be a skill that's taught. It can be something improved that it's not just boring and science or a diet and rules, right? Like there's a whole other aspect to it too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think I I always say, if you want something different, we have to do something different. The the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. But to your point, we think we're doing something different every time and we're not. And I have women that say to me, I can't believe how much food I eat. I can't believe I don't have to track anything on an app. I mean, I don't know about, about you, but if, if I had to, in my busy life, track everything I'm eating and an app, I would go crazy. When I had my eating disorder and when I was figuring this out, the apps didn't exist, right? Thank God I would have been obsessed. And I, and I have women now that literally can tell me exactly how many calories they eat a day, that they don't deviate, or when they do deviate, they feel guilty and how much power we give to food. I would say food is not good or bad. We keep putting food in these categories like that's binary. It's either healthy or unhealthy. I was good or I cheated, right? And when we do that, food has so much power on us. I mean, think about it. Every diet I ever went on talked about the ability or if you were really needing it to have a cheat meal. A cheat meal sounds like we're cheating. And the, our philosophy at Disruptive Nutrition, which is really around the idea that we're trying to disrupt what people think they know about nutrition. And our philosophy is food is not good or bad. Food serves your body or food serves your soul. And when you're intentional and you understand food and how it reacts to your body and how it responds to your body, then you know what serves your body and you know how good it feels. I would say nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. But let's be honest, there's food that serves your soul. And if you don't have, if that has to make you feel guilty, if you have to earn it, then that's not living. 
And at the end of the day, if you have to deprive yourself of soul filling food, you're going to feel like you're on a diet. All food is, is protein, fats, and carbs. Every single food is a protein, a fat, a carb, or a combination. So ice cream, it's just a fat and a carb. We have to stop giving it so much value. I know that ice cream does not serve my body because I actually have a couple of acne breakouts all over because as soon as I have dairy, that's what happens. But did I have it? Yes. And do I know how to have it? Yes. I am four, almost 47 years old and I have a way faster metabolism. I'm stronger than I was at 37. And that's not supposed to happen, right? The age train is going and what we're doing, what women are doing is actually speeding it up. And I'm not saying like I'm not getting older, but I shouldn't be stronger, leaner and healthier than I was 10 years ago. And I am, and I have ice cream and I have wine. And I do all of those things. I just understand food. And my body, unlike a diet, actually gets stronger and healthier because of the way that I'm eating. My metabolism gets faster. When we diet, we actually slow down our metabolism. When our bodies are talking to us because of sugar cravings and all of the energy depletion and all of that, we don't listen. And we don't realize that a big part of it is that we're not fueling our body. We're, we're just like, we're like a car. We're a refuel as you go machine. And when we're exerting energy, we need to be filling back up because our body literally says, okay, I know this chick's going to feed me what I need when I need it. I can take what I need and burn what I don't take what I need and burn what I don't. And when that balance isn't happening, your body's like, listen, I don't know when this chick is going to feed me again. We don't trust her right now. So we're just going to hold on to what she does feed us because we never know when we're getting the right nutrients. Yeah. No, it's awesome to hear, you know, you're like, I am now stronger and yeah, it's just probably feeling your body right in that trust. I, I love that. And then, you know, we were talking about this before too, but you recently came out with a resolution to reality. It's a blueprint on how to actually go from, you know, all these resets and all these like goal setting to actually living it. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what this blueprint is? Yeah. So I, um, you know, it's been years and years in the making of me really figuring out what works. Our, our success rate is so high because I'm a science geek. I, I, I love to be able to have the data and I've worked with so many women to realize what they need. And, you know, that on top of my, my background and experience has allowed me to really figure out a blueprint. And so I recently shared this with all of my followers in that I want us to people have opinions about making resolutions or goals for the new year. I actually love the start of a new year. Nothing magical happens on January 1st or whatever it is, but I do, there is like a fresh start, I think in a lot of ways. And I, I can, I can wrap my head around that. But the reality is if we don't understand what we really need to be doing, we can think we're going to do it, but we won't. So, uh, you know, I, I joked. So my husband and I recently bought a fixer upper. It is awful. <laughs> It needs so, so much work. And I've been really stressed out about it. But recently the builder uh, gave us the blueprints of what the house is going to look like when it's done. And I have so much hope and excitement because while I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do it, I can see it. I know exactly what it's going to look like. And so that's what I came up with is this blueprint for what is it? that you're gonna have to do, What is what? how is this gonna work? So you could actually see what does it take to do what you need to do? And so we actually call it the trifecta. There are three things that we need to be thinking about all the time. One, 
what does our body need? Right. Obviously. And that's where everybody thinks I just need a food plan. Just tell me how to eat. And it's so interesting because every once in a while we'll send out this seven days to a boosted metabolism. And I will tell people how to eat. Boom. Seven days. It's like dirt cheap. And 99% of the people don't make it past day four. But yet 100% of my women who I work with make it for months and years. Why? Because just telling you about a food plan isn't going to work. But we do need to understand our body. That's the first part, right? And our mind, our mindsets, again, our thoughts and our beliefs dictate our actions. So that's the second part of the trifecta. We have to understand how much our mindsets dictate our actions. And if we don't get in front of that, then we're going to get derailed. And then sustainability. We were not taught in school how to right, balance a budget. We all have to figure that out after we graduate, right? And all of us get in trouble until we get to the bottom of a barrel and then kind of climb our way out, right? But that's the same thing with sustainability skills, habits, systems, time management. None of us really know how to do that well. And those are the things that cause chaos in our life. And especially women, especially moms, we put ourselves last and the laundry gets crazy and work and all of the things and we just can't do it. And so the trifecta for the blueprint really starts with mind, body, sustainability. So let's go to uh, body first, because that's always the thing that people really we need. And um, it's, it's probably the most tangible. There are six things or six pl plates, I say, like, you know, at a carnival or like you might see somebody doing spinning plates, right? Well, that's hard. And so I want you to imagine six spinning plates on dowels. You got to keep these plates spinning all the time. And so what I do with my clients is say, okay, let's say you're feeling like you're not making progress right now, or you're at a plateau, or you've been like losing weight and feeling good. And now things aren't going as far. We analyze the six plates. We don't look for a different way to eat. We analyze the six plates. The six plates are nutrition. So how we fuel our body with food with the right nutrients and the right portions and the right frequency. We eat five to six times a day. We eat the right portions of what we call proteins, fats, and carbs, macronutrients. Those are the three macronutrients. I always joke that how is it that those are the word macro? And we think we should get rid of an entire macro. Macro means big, important. They're there for a reason, right? So carbs are there for a reason and we need that. So we need to understand how to eat correctly. Nutrition is one of the spinning plates. That's the foundation, right? But it's nutrition, exercise, water, sleep, stress, and supplements. Those are the six plates that if we aren't managing those well, then that's going to impact us. And a stress is always one that women are like, yeah, I'm stressed. It literally will, uh, you could be eating right, exercising, all of that. If your stress is through the roof, you'll gain weight. If you're not sleeping in a way that's actually serving your body, you'll gain weight. You'll get you actually get unhealthier. And so this is, these are the big pieces of what we teach. So if you don't know about those things or you're not finding importance in them, I highly suggest, and it doesn't have to be all six plates at once. 1% progress is all it takes. Nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, water, supplements. People do freak out about supplements sometimes. I always say no program should be based on products but there are products, supplements that we cannot get in food. Unless you are a biodynamic farmer growing your own food with soil where you know where it's been and you fortified it with all sorts of organic uh, minerals and vitamins, you need some supplements as well. And so 
those are really dear, dear to my heart as well, because they make such a difference. So that's body. Let's move into mind, because again, mindset to me, I put that in the middle because it kind of touches everything. One, our confidence. We often think that we have to meet our goals in order to be confident. Again, the the notion I had about when you're skinny, you can be happy, right? But confidence doesn't come because you've met your goals. Confidence comes when you know what you're doing is right. So if you are adopting those six plates and you're learning how food is fuel, and you're not there yet, but you really feel good about what you're doing, that helps your mindset. Building confidence allows you to walk into a room and be able to be you as opposed to a wallflower that feels like they're not worthy. It actually says behind my desk, know your value. And I think women don't know that because they don't have the confidence. So we work on confidence as part of your mindset. Yeah, that kind of comes back to also what you're talking about of you know, your new house, you have the blueprint, you know, you still don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but you felt more confident just by even having that plan. Exactly. And that's what I want women to be able to know, you know, when you've got a plan, you can operate with confidence in a lot of ways. And it's still a journey, right? Uh, Mindset really has to do with self-awareness. I always say self-consciousness is a disease, but self-awareness is health. And so when we are more aware of what triggers us, when we are more aware of why we do the things we do, we can get in front of it. And one of the things that's so amazing is when we eat in the way that we teach, our sugar cravings go away. And that's so powerful. So if you have a craving, you now know if you're fueling yourself correctly, it's emotional. So many women don't know that. They think it's emotional, but it's actually your body saying, hey, my blood sugar's not balanced. I need carbs because when like we're craving stuff, we're not craving chicken, we're craving chocolate and chips and things like that. But that very well may be your body talking to you. But we don't know because we're not talking the same language. Our body's talking one way, we're talking another. We got to get on the same page. So self-awareness is a really big part of that. And when it comes to our mindset, the big piece is around purpose. Why? Do we want this? If we are doing this to lose 10 pounds, to look good in a bikini, A, you're not going to stick with it. And B, to be very honest with you, why? Why is that so important? Again, I believe that we are all on this earth for a purpose, for a reason. And to get healthy, to to do this, it's not going to necessarily, it's so simple, but it's not going to be easy. And it's something you got to do forever. Just like a, a marriage. You don't walk into a marriage going down that aisle thinking, It's going to be the honeymoon and we are good for the next 50 years. As somebody that's been married 21 years, I know that that's not true. It's amazing and it takes work. And so if I don't have a strong why as to why I want to get healthy, why I want to lose weight, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to be able to say no to the things that I know don't serve my body. And I'm not going to be intentional about what I'm doing. So getting a strong why is really, really a big part of what we do right from the beginning. And then the last part of the blueprint is sustainability. And so that's where we don't rely on motivation. That's where we really learn about habits. And again, it all comes down to self-awareness, understanding the habits that we're doing that don't serve us. And then we use scientific ways to be able to actually build habits. I highly suggest the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's amazing. He really breaks it down. And we do a lot of studies around that and some other scientific ways for people to to dig into their habits. Time management skills. I highly suggest Laura Vanderkamp. She does an amazing job with time management skills. And we teach women that, hey, we all have the same amount of time in a day. 
and time can't own you. You have to own time. So time blocking and being really intentional in the morning and saying, okay, what do I have to do today? What do I really have to do today? And what do I not really have to do today? What are my priorities? And then block it in like it's an appointment in your life because you don't miss a doctor's appointment, but somehow you'll miss an appointment with yourself in your, in your home gym, right? Because things get chaotic. And so we work on that. And then the last part of time management is systems, really analyzing what are the things that are screwing you up when chaos happens in your life? What are the things that get chaotic? And I know for us, it's like, when the kids have to go in a hundred directions and my husband's traveling. So I know that is a system that we have to hone in on because it's going to happen over and over again. So I can't be a victim of my circumstance. I always say you can't control your circumstances, but you can control your response. And so by understanding body, by understanding mind, and by understanding sustainability skills with this blueprint, that is the path to be able to do something for the rest of your life and to finally stop going around this mountain over and over again, because you always have something to work on in this blueprint. Like I'm never probably going to be done with this house. There's always going to be something to work on. Right. And we have to recognize that there's always going to be something we're working on and that's fine, but it sits right here in this blueprint. Yeah, no, I I love that. And you're right. It really is a trifecta because even as you're talking about like time management, okay, well, in order to improve that, you need the self-awareness, which was the mindset. Or if you're trying to focus on the plates, you know, like that also takes the confidence. And so they're so interrelated to kind of all fit together. Yeah. And that's where I guess me as a curriculum developer and as a behavioral specialist, we do something like it's about spiraling. We don't learn one thing and then move on to something else. It's constantly revisiting all of these pieces of it. Um, and I think another big part is community. If, if you have a community of like-minded people, you are likely going to be able to stick with something for longer. Think about like, I think about my teenage girls and who they hang out with matters, right? And so who you hang out with matters. Any woman that is trying to make a transformation if you're hanging out with a bunch of a bunch of friends that are, you know, smoking and drinking all the time, that may not be the community that's going to allow you to not have to rely on such motivation and willpower. Our willpower depletes throughout the day and it's renewable. But as a lot of people realize, probably realize it's harder at night to say no to the things. Right. And so it, it's all about behavioral science. And when we can realize there's nothing wrong with us, we just need to retrain the way we've always been thinking about things. And it's amazing. I I think about this woman, Melissa, who at 65 years old, she actually was homebound, type two diabetic. Uh, She was really struggling with like her purpose and time management, like time just got away from her. She always wanted to be a children's author and for decades and decades and decades didn't and was always so stressed about her weight. But after about 10 months of really working through a blueprint like this, three children's books published. Three. That's amazing, right? Because her purpose was not to like figure out the right diet. Now she's got that under control and she can go do all the things. Yeah. No, it's crazy how much brain power it takes from you, how much energy it takes from you. And as you're kind of mentioning too, you know, when you're treating your body better and you have that trust and it is like your best friend, you know, and it's like something that you're taking care of it turns into more than just the nutrition. It turns into more than just like the small resolution that you have. It turns into kind of like going into all parts of your life. And as you said, now she's written the three books. I mean, you literally don't 
it is, I call this a, a, the trifecta transformation. And I don't use that word lightly. I want thinking about like a caterpillar to a butterfly, that metaphor, it always sticks with me because I just find it absolutely mind boggling that that is the same creature. It starts off as a caterpillar, the same soul, the same wonderful kind of, you know, creation. And it goes through this hard cocoon that's got to be dark and sort of scary and, and, and whatever it, it's work, right? And then it comes out looking completely different, being completely different, having a whole different purpose from crawling on the ground to flying in the air. And that's what if women engage and they really understand this blueprint, and it's not that it's hard, it just takes a real, real strong desire to want it for the right reasons. And it's just absolutely amazing to see the women just say, I am no longer that same person. I will not be able to go back. Like there's no falling off the wagon because it is who I am. I am a diet disruptor. And when that becomes who you are, it's like, you want everybody to know about it, you know, and it gets, and it becomes your identity. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, a lot of people that you work with are those people that might have tried a bunch of diets before in their past. And now this is a completely new way of thinking. Where do you see a lot of people kind of like get hung up on this transformation? Oh, I could tell you right away the speed of progress, right? And so here's what I always say to women, like it, it's never fast enough, right? And here's what I say, A, every single person, this is where, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. There are some women that can be like, rock, like they're rocking it. And in the first month they are dropping multiple sizes in, in their clothes. And then there's women, you know, six months down the road that are still like, okay, I don't see as much. Um, as I want to see, but what I know, like I think about Isabel who a year later, she, a, you know, like I know when I look back on pictures of my kids, I can't believe even if a year ago, how much they've changed because you see it every single day. And I think about Isabel who literally sees herself every single day and realized she was a year in, um, she, her plates, many of them were spinning, but not all of them. She finally got her plate spinning and she looked at a picture of herself from a year before, which she hadn't realized and realized, oh my gosh, the change was ginormous, but it was small and it was steady and it was in increments. And I think that's the hardest thing for women sometimes because A, however many diets you have done for however many decades is slowing down. It's actually changing your set point. It's changing the way your body responds to food. We have a lot of undoing to do your age, your hormones, all of that's play a, play a part, but 100% confidence I have that this is your body's love language, that we will see more and more progress. Now, when we say progress, I always say, what do you, what do you want from progress? Almost immediately, every single woman sleeps better, has more energy, brain fog goes away, sugar cravings go away. When you think about that, that's your body saying to you, Hey, you're doing right by me. And when your body can start to trust that you're going to do right by it, it can start to release that stored fat. I know women, I have uh, a woman, Emma, who uh, was 52 years old, diabetic, high cholesterol, heart disease. After three months, she went to her doctor and her doctor had never, ever seen such improvement in her blood work in three months without medication, but she had only lost five pounds. Her body, though, was clearly healing, right? Fast forward a year, she's met her goals. 
But in those first three months, she was frustrated. And I was like, girl, do you see what just happened? Like what you just accomplished with that blood work is why I'm saying the purpose has to be so strong because there are plenty of skinny, unhealthy people there. But to see that you're getting healthier right in front of you, you know you're doing right by your body. The weight will come. So I'm not saying that's how it is with everybody. For some women, but when you're doing it right, your body's going to adjust correctly. And we got to just be ready to say with confidence, I know I'm doing right by my body and my body will react and do for me what it needs to do because it's all in an effort to protect me and to love on me. Yes. I think that's a great reminder that just because we set the new year's resolution at the beginning of the year, like it's not going to be resolved by February. It might not even be resolved by the end of the year. Like have the patience. Exactly. It, it could be going on forever. And here's my biggest, my biggest number one. If nobody hears anything else, I would love every single woman to get rid of the scale because the scale has such power on us. Like, just think about it. If you stand on that scale, it can ruin your day. If one pound, right. Which is so silly because pounds, I mean, it is so variable, but there are, it, w- w- the big thing that I always say is the scale blinds us from seeing other points of progress. So if we are doing a diet and we lose 20 pounds, we think it's working, but we feel like crap. We're tired. We still have brain fog. That was what was happening to me, but I was losing weight. So the diet was working because the scale was my only measure. But if I didn't have the scale, how would I know that what I'm doing is right? I'd have to be more in tune with my body and I'd have to listen to what it's saying. And as my clothes start feeling better, as my gut health improves, as I'm not as bloated and that happens quickly, but maybe you don't see it on the scale, you're going to actually think that it's not working. So my whole thing is get rid of the scale. It is consistency over time that actually builds success. So if we can do consistency over time and do the right things for our body, the weight will come. It always does, but we got to get rid of the scale because we have a kind of, well, I weighed this much in college and I'm like, okay, that was 40 years ago, right? Let's just leave the scale aside because it's a totally ridiculous measure and look at all the other ways to know that we're actually getting healthy. Weight on the scale cannot be the why. Yeah, no, I love that. That is great advice. I followed that too. Um, and that's a great note to leave us off on Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people start working with you, join the diet disruptors, all of that? Well, we have um, our Facebook uh, group is amazing. It's the diet disruptor squad. You can go find that, but our website is disruptivenutrition.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. Um, we, I have 13 coaches that work with me. They've all gone through this process and came out the other end again, like ready to teach it. That's how much they learned, right? They got their certifications and their whole thing was Carrie. I have to support other women because they no longer tell the same story and they want other women to not have to tell the story that they're telling right now. And so uh, because of that, my coaches, they're like ready and they love to talk to women and they love to hear from them, hear their story. And then we can come up with a plan together on what's going to work. I always say there's no like program. I just want to fit people in. I want to know where you are. We want to know what your needs are and find a way to be able to work with you so that in the way that you need. So we say, get on a call with one of our coaches. It's free. There's never pressure. It's just about you getting educated and understanding more about what this is all about. So if you go to our website, disruptivenutrition.com, you'll see a place where you can book a call, get to our diet disruptor squad, 
and go ask to join that. And, you know, we're just a community of, of people and we're teaching all the time, whether you do a program or not. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.